0: Sunny
1: bee, sunny bee, sunny bee,
2: sunny Hangouts is a podcast that brings together the voices of those who resist at the margins of academia. Inspired by Maria Lugones' definition of hangout as a space which shatters the division between the public and private spheres, Liminal Hangouts is imagined as a space of resistant intimacy, anchored by a politics and friendship rather than a geographical location. In these conversations, we reflect on social justice, decolonizing the self, practices of unlearning, what it means to get creative with our differences, how to build coalition across difference, what everyday practices are needed for collective liberation, and the ways in which we can honor the relations that hold us accountable. This episode is brought to you by the Civic Innovation Research Initiative a group of scholar-activists committed to social justice based at the International Institute of Social Studies in The Hague, Netherlands. Music for the podcast is produced and performed by Ntombi Elanga, whose work is aimed at the preservation, promotion, and creation of indigenous instruments and music in South Africa. Her current project, Songs of Our Ancestors, explores how ancient sounds Ngoma is a language, a memory, and a dream we bring to life through intergenerational connections and sound dialogue, where the body is seen as a living archive of these sounds. In this episode, we speak to members of the Erasmus School of Colour, also known as ASOC. ASOC is a collective that works towards dismantling racist, patriarchal, and ableist structures within and beyond the university. Aiming to establish a safe and accessible environment for marginalized groups, they organize different small and large-scale events and host a reading group that is open to everyone and is co-created as a safe, healing, and educating space for all who participate. We have with us Meryl Dupp. Zuhair Hamana, Melissa Ersoy, Nia Nicoladze, and Alyssa Renfirm. Starting with a bit of background, it's uh, funny because I actually met each of you independently um, from each other and then realized later on that you're all part of uh, ASOC. So I think I first met uh, Zuhair at a Sarah Ahmed um, event and then... Um, I met Melissa and Alyssa at, um, a Gloria Becker event. And then I met, uh, Nia through the two of you. And then, um, I met Merrill last, um, at the opening of the EUR living room. Um, yeah, so it's, it's wonderful the way that, um, we've been able to find each other and then come together um, as a collective. Um, but maybe where I'd like to start is with um, what motivated you to um, to start um, the Erasmus School of Colour? Um, you know, what was it that you found missing that um, you needed this kind of space for?
3: So, I'll start and then you can just add whenever you want. Um, so, I think it was four or five years ago, and we started with uh, Burak, which is he's also still part of uh, the collective. Um, and it was sort of in reaction to um, a letter that, letter that then was published um, about diversity and inclusion, and the university wants to do all this. The stuff and the, the academic staff reacted to that. Um, and it was pretty critical, but we were like, "What? yeah, but where's the student perspective? And we also missed um, more like, um, um, uh, yeah, more fundamental um, critique towards the university uh, and its violent structures. Um, so we started off just thinking about Creating a collective or an association, and um, it was already pretty difficult difficult from the start because um, the university wasn't too happy about ESOC. But also, I mean, we didn't have a name then back, back then. Uh, but we did have a conversation with the DNI office, um, and their first reaction was, um, "Yeah, but how? But where?" Um, How will you sort of include um, white students and are you also there for them. So that was sort of the first reaction we got. um, um, Even like before telling our story and why we wanted to do um, something on the uh, uh, on the campus. Um, So we didn't really organize events, but we did get together with different people um, and the group grew and also a lot of people left because they graduated and then um slowly we uh sort of formed um steer uh the board the board the ISO board yes and i think it was alissa she was a uh, uh, part uh, of the board from the very start and also uh, middle, together with uh, Burak um, and then there was so much uh, bureaucracy and we were thinking about, okay, how, how, are we going, how are we going to get money and funding and we first thought, okay, maybe we do want to be part of the, the structure of the university, but then we were like, no, we don't really want to do that. We want to operate uh, uh, independently from the university uh but then we had all of these problems with okay, but if we want to organize something we need a physical space. Um, and that was really difficult just to uh, get a get a room, get a space together and organize small uh, uh, small events was already re- very hard and we also had the idea of organizing bigger events um, so then, Uh, the living room um, uh, started and uh, we became part of the living room board and that was when we could actually organize uh, physical um, reading groups Um, and that's I think also pretty much the moment that we also started organizing uh, bigger uh, events.
0: I just remember a specific event. I don't know if you remember this, uh, Melissa. Um, I think it was in 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 one of the earlier days when we had ASOC as a collective or association. I don't even remember what we called ourselves back then. And we had this this tiny meeting in one of the hallways of um what's the building called? Uh also. The day, yeah. And do you remember like we were sitting in this this half circle kind of illegally sort of and there was this dead mouse laying on the ground. (laughs) So we were having our conversation about, you know, overthrowing the university and anarchy and everything like that. And it was like, oh, but look at that. That's a dead mouse. Let's not look at that person and let's leave. And (laughs) it's just, it's, and talking about when you said you know it's difficult to get space, actual physical space at the university. We once before living room started, we did have small scale uh, I think we wanted to call it a reading group but very, very, very low key. And we sat in this 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 hallway at uh, Mondeville building, and security came to to kick us out because we were there you know we didn't reserve a room because we couldn't reserve a room or we didn't make any of the necessary um preca- we didn't take any of the necessary precautions to be able to allow us to use that room that we were actually in that wasn't used at this uh, very moment but yeah
3: i just wanted to say something about uh being together as a collective and i think just um us being together as a collective at the university is policed in so many ways. Um, just, I mean, like sometimes literally like the the, the, the the guard coming into the room and being like, what are you doing here together? I think it's, I don't know. I think I think it says a lot that they're so, so that they feel the urge to police that, to police the ways in which we come together, especially as a collective. So I think in that sense, um us being together in the university and also beyond the university um is is already sort of um going against that like it's already i think in many ways i mean i think it's it's i mean sometimes it's i think something we at least try to do um especially with um for instance writing together and thinking also together about writing together as a decolonial practice um yeah, I think there are many practices that we think of as, or maybe um, looking back, think of as uh, decolonizing practices.
1: When I describe ASOC, I always say, or when I talk about it, I always say it's, it's a safe space. Like the collective is a safe space. How we started was a safe space. Everything to me is a safe space. It's, we didn't have the facilities or anything to create a safe space at this university. So we, as a group of students, Um, created it together and that's always how I describe it because a safe space, especially in this time is very important and to actually come together and uh, see that it's a really, it's it's a necessity, especially for us, yeah, it's a safe space. That's always how I describe it.
2: So there's a lot of spaces that claim to be safe or try to encourage a safe space, but to all of the events that I have attended um, there is a, a a respectfulness and, um, really, yeah, no other way to say it, but a safe space that is created, but I'm not sure how you guys do it because, um, it's not like you're stating at the beginning of every event, rules or, you know, guidelines, um, but somehow in the way that you facilitate, um, the space is always, you leave the space always feeling like you gained so much.
1: I think for me, what makes it very safe is like, of course I know everybody, like I first became friends with Melissa and Melissa and then I joined uh, ASUC. Um, I always feel like very often I don't know things and I really like to think out loud (laughs) and but it's very unfiltered because when I'm thinking out loud I I actually don't even know what I'm going to say eventually so it's going to come out and I'm always very afraid and I say things that I don't even mean because I haven't thought about it before like it's just sort of it's coming out at the moment and that's sometimes very scary to do in other spaces, but with ASOC, I can do that. And there is, and I, that's something that I find it very, very um, important. And that's something that I seek that I can sort of, sort of say things and think out loud and, and discover what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. What is this thing that, what is this that I feel in my stomach, You know, what is it? And then in these discussions, um, they help me kind of formulate. So we really do this thinking together. And um, I also have this feeling that, oh, I can say like, oh, I actually don't know this, you know? We never also during our reading groups, I always say like, I don't know if I understood this correctly or I have no idea what it is about. And it that's what I like about it for, so I, because I'm, again, a joint later, that I can always be very straightforward about that. It's no, uh, sort of pretense that I'm like this or that, or that I understand anything, or that I'm in the theory, I can be very vulnerable. And I think because we share our vulnerabilities about whatever we talk about and that we find very difficult, you know, like um, in your email, you said like um, your take on DNI and those things, like we try to kind of figure out together what we think about it and what we, like everything it's, it comes from a struggle and talking about it and sometimes like really having like a discussion, like is it this or is it that, like what do we think about it? And because of that vulnerability, I think that's, or that's why I feel safe during our groups. But I don't know if how the others are thinking about it, but it's also not something that we think about pri- um, priorly and that we kind of want to, it kind of really um, happens.
0: Yeah, I actually agree with you, Nia, what you said about being able to be vulnerable together. Um, I think the, the the all of you know not just us, as in the people who are having this conversation right now, but also everybody who's ever who attends our events or our reading groups. I think that everybody has that 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 sort of that vulnerability of also not knowing, but also. Not being able to to sometimes not even being able to under to explain what they are looking for or why they came or it's just this 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 feeling or this this call I don't I don't know how to describe it but for me additional to to that vulnerability that is actually quite beautiful um, there is also this this notion of shared experiences so you've got this group of people who who think A certain way about uh, certain things happening at the university or the the university as an institute itself. Um, For example, not being able, not needing to explain what a microaggression is or why some comments aren't actually compliments. uh, On the contrary, that also creates this very um, well safe space where you can where, where you have this this shared feeling of trust, I think it's trust is also important. So you trust each other, you respect each other. Um, and if I you know your question, if I think about it, I would say yeah, well it just comes naturally. Mm-hmm. but I don't think that's true, but I don't know how else to describe it because I don't think we we necessarily take a lot of time enforcing, uh, that people have to listen to each other or that people need to be open to each other's uh, viewpoints or respectful towards each other. Yeah, I, I don't know, actually. I don't know if we we do... Well, I think we don't do that, but I'm curious to see if you guys agree with me.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, um, I think I agree with, um, with what everyone has been saying. I think it's also... I think it's because the way that we I think it's because we, we dislike how the university is 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 doing things so much that we and because we want to dismantle that shit and it, it feels to I I think I think that's one of the reasons why when we come together and discuss stuff or you know read stuff together, it happens in 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 a way that sort of like goes against the way that we've been conditioned within the university to discuss stuff so it's not that competitive it's not about being right it's not about trumping each other with your viewpoints it's it's just trying to be there and listening and maybe it happens sometimes maybe some of us sometimes feel the need to prove their viewpoint or because i mean that stuff's going to happen regardless but i think i think in in our practice of, of, of of reading together or or being together in those in those modalities, I think I think one of the things that that maybe um maybe aids in in creating this making the space more safer is that non-competitiveness, that sort of like sort of like that that non-thing that is regarded as normal within academia, that's regarded as, as something you have to do within academia. Because I think none of us are really. I think also the the reason why people m- might think it's it's a safe space is that we don't like there's there's not a pretentious air of safeness. I think like we don't say like okay this is a safe space. I mean it's in our bio which you read in the beginning, but um, I don't think none of us claim that our spaces are always as safe as 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 they are, but they turn out to be safe because of. Um, of the things that I mean, Nia said, Mira said, and Lisa have, have said. Um, but I, I, I really also think that, that that non-competitiveness is also really important. That we, um, even even though we've been conditioned as academics in a certain way, or stu- or you know, aspiring academics or whatever, I think, um, I think because of the things we read and because of the things we want to do, we sort of like go against that in a way. I don't know.
3: This part of our um, collective is also that there is this sort of radical friendship. We're like all friends, <laughs> so I think that's also really important because, um, what Zuur already said, like there's there's not this competitiveness, but also there is a lot of care I think for each other, and also I think we uh, check in regularly on each other. Like, are you okay? Do you have do you still have the time to? Uh, work on Isak uh, stuff this month or next week or if there is so- something happening in your life like why, uh, if, if you're like uh, not replying to any messages for a couple of days um, I think we always, always uh, check in on each other not just to check like why didn't you do your finish your duties or something but also like how are you doing but because we are dealing with this stuff like I think that's also something we try not to forget that the stuff we are Working on um, and working against is also the stuff we are dealing with in our uh, everyday life.
4: I want to claim this. No, I don't want to claim this space. What? You
3: already did it. Just, just, just okay. say no, it. I'm not, yeah. No,
4: I'm not gonna speak anymore because now, because now I'm the man who claims the space. No,
1: no, I'm no. curious. What's your Pandora's box?
4: No, it's it's um it's actually actually it's it's Zuleika's Pandora's box, not mine. Because one of the questions Zuleika put forward in the email, one of the topics, is something that I would have loved to to talk about today, but I guess we don't maybe we maybe don't have time. Is I think you mentioned something about decolonizing the self or de- the decolonial self in the emo and I, I just really would love to, to, to like talk about that because like to me it also it really ties also in with, with being with being a collective how do we like move trying to to not be individuated and trying to work as a collective when we're in institutions that are really hammering on us as being individuals right that are really like putting us in that process of becoming individuals. So I thought that that would be maybe a, a, an interesting thing to, to talk about, but also not only decolonizing the self, but also what does that mean um, in relation to abolishing the self, right? Do we do we need to abolish the self? What do we mean with the self? Uh, 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 like, What do we actually mean with the self? Um, is the self this individual thing that comes out of modernity or how Nia uh, really pr- put it like really nicely, like a, like an hour ago, like children of modernity. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Are you I think
1: that's definitely stolen.
4: It doesn't matter, but you said it, right? So yeah. you said like moving children of modernity, like is that self really like, is it, is it, is it something that came out of this like modernity enlightenment way of thinking uh, um, and does it need to be abolished? the self or can we decolonize the self so is there a difference between abolishing the self or rather decolonizing the self and having something else entirely um a self that like that goes against coloniality and modernity or just or does the self need to leave all all together when we're thinking about collectivity and and, and 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 being individuals but this is why it's a Pandora's box because i think like we can talk about this for hours so, so that that why that's why i was kind of hesitant to, to even say this but
0: um, so if I may add to that, for, it, for me, a bit more personal in the sense of what ASOC has meant for me, um, as Nia said, or stole from somebody, I don't know, a word about the, <laughs> the fact that we're all children from this 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 system or this, you know. Um, so for me in academia, I for a long time believed as well that, you that, um, um, you know in, in 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 the self in the eyes so in the sense of that i needed to perform so i needed to put my name on things so i needed to to be to be the first to to whatever do something because it's about me and and my my classmates or the, the people that i study with whatever they are my competition right so um and that is i mean it's understandable why you would think that way in 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 the system that we live in because you know, you, you you need to put your name on something sometimes even when you want to um, progress in academia, but also in other uh, other careers you want to, to have because that individualizing part of what are your successes and what are your responsible, you know. Um, uh, but I think ASOC and, and talking together and being together and even our practices of writing together, the article and, and and thinking, you know, everything that we have done and I'm, you know, hopeful we will continue to do has actually helped me get a little detached of that particular self that wants to, 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 yeah, that, that ego actually even, you know? Um, and I think for me personally, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult as well because you can't really, get rid of that part of yourself because then who would hire me what do I put on my curriculum? but also for me as a person I I think I become more whole sort of to say if I if I accept or no not even accept if I welcome that collectivity um yeah I, I don't know how how to how to further explain that but this has been healing for me personally to to be able to to not have to think of all the answers, not be the first, not be the own blah blah blah, but to actually nurture that that collective part and to 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 learn from each other, uh, to hear each other's experiences, to be able to to have that vulnerability to say like oh I don't know can you teach me or could you explain or can you share with me or could we figure it out together. Um, yeah, so I think in a way that, that that being with ASOC and interacting within ASOC and being part of the community and being part of the safe space has been a decolonial practice for myself and the way how I look at, um, yeah, things like that.
3: No, um, no, just, um, I think something I have been struggling with, especially um, reading um, Maya Macaba, about erasure and about, um, um, using your name and putting your name on something is also something I'm struggling with, with, um, like taking, taking, sp- taking up space and that being s- sometimes also being, a, a, a sort of resistance and, um, about visibility. Um, and that a lot of what we have been doing, um, has always been erased. So in some ways, you want to reclaim what's like, you want to put your name on stuff because I think that's also important. Um, But on the other, like, I don't know, everything that Alyssa has been saying. So I think that's that's a personal struggle for me as well, of like, um, how do we reclaim space? but at the same time you you are struggling with decolonizing the self. And so I think that's that's sort of a struggle for me. I I I I consent not to be a single being.